Hello and welcome, uh, Zain. Thank you for joining us at such a short notice. Uh, Thank you for having me. Before I begin the topic, would you want to tell us something about yourself? Uh, yeah, very, in a few lines, I guess. Um, I have, like I was saying previously, I just uh, started my career trajectory, if uh, that's the right word to use. I am a psychology graduate. Okay. Um, I went on to do my yoga teacher training, which happened completely on a whim. I had no idea that that was going to happen earlier last year. Then I went ahead to do a mindfulness life coach training, and I'm currently pursuing a health and wellness coaching training as well to add to my skills so that some, like when I start my own business, hopefully someday, you know, it goes well. That sounds, yeah, one of the thoughts that struck me when you were describing these different things is all of them, while they are different in terms of um, um, what one could call uh, not necessarily vocation, but precision. So mindfulness is one way of looking at things. Psychology is another way of looking at things. Right. They're all interconnected with the mind and body and holistic sense of living, I guess. Yeah. So, so that's where I came from. Uh, when I did my psychology, I actually enrolled for a master's and uh, I hated it the first six months I did industrial psychology it was like you know the rat race where everyone wants a good job at the end of it and that's what you're told in college so I hated it and I realized this is not going where I wanted to go and I started realizing there's more to a human being than just even just their mental well-being so I started looking at things more holistically and that's where my yoga training came in and then a lot of other things but now with nutrition and stuff as well. yeah, so wonderful I think uh... Somehow all the guests seem to be getting to the topic before I mention the topic also. <laughs> um, I again am stuck with a proper name for the topic, but uh, more or less the idea is not feeling good enough. Okay. Or not feeling up to it of sorts. Right. Uh, I'll start with a personal example to set a context that I am seeing sure. and you can build up on it. Uh, I am a creative writer by profession. I have been in okay. advertising for now. 20, 25 years now. I think to uh, cut a long story short, how it happens is say, say somebody like you comes and says you've decided to start a business. You know that mm -hmm. uh, I know your family. You'll call up and you'll say, Bunty, I need some brochures. I need a website. Uh, mm -hmm. Will you do the writing for me? I have a designer uh -huh. in hand or uh, okay. arrange for that as well or whatever. And uh, yeah, this is what I do. Now you figure out the concept or, or I have something in mind, whatever. Now, the problem that I realize on a daily basis is very often I, I come across fields that I am not exposed to directly or I have no understanding of how to look at it as a field. So, for example, all the subjects you mentioned, I have a bit of a knowledge about all of them a bit here and there because I have been a reader, but uh, I am not an expert of sorts. I am a I'm a good cheat. Let's put it this way. So if I sit with you and talk to you, I'll have clever questions. I will, I'll manage to say some nice things that will resonate with you to get the job. But when I sit to work, which is the real test, I, there are often after so many years as well, uh, I have to ease myself. I have to let go of the apprehension, whether I'll be able to crack it or not. And I do not feel up to it. So uh, my question to you is, is this normal? Have you faced something like this uh, in your life at some point? 
not feeling like I was adequate. For, yeah, definitely. I I don't know anyone who probably hasn't faced this. I'm sure in very different ways. But uh, to speak from personal experience, uh, when I started thinking about getting into psychology, I was much younger. I was I think in my seventh or eighth grade, and um, it's not usually a subject that we had in school. You know, we had social studies and science and maths and. I uh, so when I started thinking of psychology, I remember going down to the library. Library was my best friend in school, so I, to, I went to the library and I asked her, um, "Do you have any books or suggestions?" And I took, I think, one of the basic uh, books that she just handed me, and I started reading it. And I was terrible at maths. I numbers I cannot, and I was very bad. At, I was okay at biology, but the rest of the science did not interest me. It's not like I was bad at it; I just couldn't. And I started reading, and initially, you know, psychology people think, oh, personality and this and that, be really fun to study. And then you see that there is a lot of, you know, statistics that comes into it, and a lot of these things. And I sat back and I saw the book, and I said, no, you know, I don't think I'm made to do this. And then I came back home and I spoke to my mom, and she's like, why did you start thinking of this? And then that got into me always wanting to help people, and then that's how uh, later. But that was my first time I think I ever felt like, oh. i wasn't good enough for this and then there were i don't know i think like 10 other experiences in different ways this is just one thing that obviously i'm mentioning it was even when i did my yoga teacher training um i you know I, i went in there and there were a lot of other people older than me more experienced than me being able to do things that i couldn't do and i i just looked and i said you know what if this is something that i can't do what if i've gotten myself and, um, the teacher training i did was pretty intensive so it's 200 hours of a lot of theory and a lot of practicals it's, it's a lot to put yourself through and i was like you know what if i'm stuck in the wrong place and what if i go in front of like 50 people to teach them and i don't know how to teach them then what is going to happen to me so yeah i think that i'm someone who uh, even i was growing up i was always uh, more on the shy side of life and i was always called an introvert and everything so i kept i was never like a super confident about what i was doing so i think that has always been a part of me where i haven't been sure if this is something i'll be able to do so yeah that's very interesting uh, i think you also gave an answer in that one little line you slipped in which i loved absolutely your mom said why did you want to do it yeah and uh, you answered because i want to help people i was just seeing a video around 20 minutes back and uh, something to do with what to learn from the protests that are going on uh, yeah. one of the things was that uh, you should uh, know your intent right and, uh, that gives you strength mota mota this was the idea so i want to ask you uh, do you think when your mom said that that gave you uh, a direction a strength or a sense of uh, depth to what the what the perspective should be rather than only your fear no i think it was uh, more she she said this in in these very words like what is your um, intent behind or why did you decide it was a very short sentence i think she wanted to um she wanted to make me understand that i need to think more about why i'm getting into something so more than depth i think it was in a way a reassurance and it was not coming from someone else but it was coming from me going back saying okay you know zehen when you decided psychology was interesting to you there was a reason you decided it and it's not that you just thought one day in your room that oh you know let's try this subject it's not something like that so i think uh, more than that was me reassuring myself that there is a reason that i picked what i picked and there's a reason why i'm thinking of doing what i'm doing and i know it's not a very common thing because everyone around me always wanted to be things like doctors and 
oh, I want to be engineer and I want to be, or on the other side, I want to be photographer. And there was no one who even spoke about psychology in, in school. Like we were never told anything. So yeah, I think it definitely, that one line of hers definitely made me um, question myself in, in a positive way of where I started and where. So yeah, I think it was very important for me in that moment to not um, get so overwhelmed by what was in front of me. Okay. And just look at it from that point of view. So yeah, it's a very grounding experience. If that's yeah, so I now uh, I want to build up on this a bit. Uh, you again used a term overwhelming, which I like, which I think I use at least 20 times a day uh, for various <laughs> reasons. Uh, I find that, uh, forget the big questions of life. Even the small questions of life that uh, right now, if I if I have a client calling me and I'm doing this podcast and I'm supposed to answer or not answer, what do I do or uh, how do I, you know, tell him, look, I'm busy doing something which is personal. I'm doing this for a mm-hmm. cause that I believe in. Uh, suppose I've been waiting for that call for a long time and suddenly he's called at this time itself. Or something which is actually very small because I think every week at least once this happens because of the lockdown suddenly clients seem to wake up when they figure out their uh, end of things is now ready so well they've been preparing for questions I've asked or something or that and it inevitably lands up on a day when I just do not have time I may be doing random small things it's not that I'm handling something really big now that overwhelms me very quickly. Uh, how do I how do I tell him? Or what do I do? Uh, before telling you what I do about that, I would want to know: Does it happen to you? And if if it happens, what do you really bring to the table at that point of time when you think that the situation is bigger than what you can handle? Yeah. How do you look at it? Uh, so. I think the first, if, if a situation is presented to me, if I'm being very honest, the first two minutes is full panic. I, I, I get, I go into this bubble and I'm like, I don't know what I will do, what will happen. But uh, something that I started doing, and this is, I think, in college when I started, I was uh, doing my studies and I was doing an internship. So, you know, things start overlapping, they got uh, very tough on me. So I think I used, I started writing my response down so if uh, before me just because what happens is if someone asks me a question or you know they come to me and I have to give them an answer immediately and I'm already handling five things um, I, I know I will say something that is completely wrong and that is probably not what I truly mean also oh. okay because of the panic because I you know I want to solve the situation or put out the fire so to say so something that I do is I'll write down everything that's in my mind so it's like free free flow writing so even if it's uh, random words strung together there will be a piece of paper on my journal where I will just write it down and I think that gives me a sense of structure and sometimes while I'm writing it down I get an idea of how I can juggle two things at the same time so you know if I have to give an immediate answer I'll just tell them you know just give me five minutes I'll get back to you and then I'll pick up the phone and go back in there and solve the issue like that that really helps me to have things written down to look at it, um, it gives me an idea and it gives me some sort of structure. I think I'm someone, structure is very important too. So. Okay. Uh, I'm someone who likes uh, pricking the bubble of people. Uh, that's my way of opening them up 
is what I think. So in your case, suppose the pen and paper is not available, there's no phone available, you cannot write it down. Now what will you do? Hmm, interesting. I've had a thought provoking. It's never happened, so I, I haven't had to uh, yeah. think, but... So now this question itself is a is a test of sorts, similar test. You cannot yeah. write down, you cannot check your phone, you can't do anything yeah. while I... to get a direction. So what would you do? And how are you now looking at this? I think uh, similarly, if I'm not able to again write it down or type it on my phone, in my head automatically, now I want to start uh, forming like structure. So I start breaking up. Okay, I have two things that I have to do. I have say 10 days to do it. I have to give the client an answer right now. So what can I do right now that is, you know, not give them an unrealistic answer that, oh yeah, I'll finish the entire thing in two days. But I'll sort of try and give them, okay, I and be very honest with them that yeah I have another project as well as two three other things and then give them okay I can do this take two percent of it now and I'll give that to you in the next two days so start breaking up what my response would be so like so if I can't write it down I would break it up in the way I talk also okay so uh, very interesting you brought up a value which is uh, the reason of most of the podcast to bring in some element of so you said I'll be honest yeah. now my question to you sometimes. Uh, uh, suppose you've been harrowing me, you wanted that project and I'm the one who's called at that point of time and now uh, you say that I have three projects and if I turn around and I'll say what the hell are you talking about? You were harrowing me and now I'm available. Uh, this happens. I'm not even making this up. This happens very often. So uh, in that scenario, uh, how do you manage being honest? What is it that provokes you to think no you will get away with honesty and i'm using the term loaded get term, away, get away. <laughs> uh i i i tell you if i'm not honest in in my head i know that the consequence could be really bad of me being honest and it could you know result in uh, someone like yelling at me or telling me certain things but if i'm not honest and in that time i make a commitment that i'm not able to keep up to for whatever reason down the line, the explanation becomes more difficult because why didn't you tell me in the start? So I would rather deal with the conversation then and there and take whatever has to come and then solve it rather than put myself in like a spider web of even more issues that I mean, you don't know how it may turn out. So I, 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 that's my drive for being honest is just because I don't want to overcomplicate things with, you know, even for myself, even for the person in front of me. Wonderful. Um, now, since uh, I have another question, because this this part of the conversation has been satisfactorily ended in my head, at least. So, a question off the cuff: um, What helps you uh, cope with uh, this feeling of inadequacy if you feel it at times? I'm sure even at this point of time, irrespective, since I personally know uh, what I started with 20, 25 years of experience, right. more or less, uh, very rarely has it happened that a, that a job has not happened because I could not deliver. Mm -hmm. Either the person has hated it or he has loved it or, or both of us have decided it's not working out, but there's always a logic to things. Mm -hmm. so it's not been random that I do not know what happened. Right. So... There is always a sense of knowledge 
that one has okay this is why it didn't work out this is why it worked out stuff like right. that. 